0: A bad
1: feeling about this. It's a drama. the great disturbance in the force as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror.
0: Great kid, get cocky.
1: We'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We would be honored if you would join us.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Cocky Cockpit Podcast, the show intended for the wretched hive of scum and villainy. I'm your host from the outpost, David Frischkorn. And I'm your other host, Cole Egbert. Guys, welcome to the show. If you're new to the show, just tuning in, welcome to the incoming. a member of the Scum and Villainy. We are a Star Wars comedy discussion podcast for each week. Every topic is as random as a blaster, but intended for a more
1: civilized age. Hey, guys, if this is your first time watching the show and you like what you see, remember, hit that like button. And, uh, you know, if you, if you want to see more, subscribe to the show. Uh, Dave. What are we talking about tonight? Well, we're fresh off the heels of Rogue One.
0: We've let it marinate a little bit, gave it a few weeks. I've seen it three times now. I've seen it five. So we're gonna go ahead and talk about the good, the bad, and the awesome that
1: was Rogue One. Outstanding. So we're gonna be breaking this into two segments, guys. So this is part one, uh, where Dave is gonna share his thoughts, and then in part two, uh, I'm gonna share mine. Of course, we're gonna discuss, we're gonna debate, and we wanna hear what you guys think as well. So make sure you guys leave some comments and let us know how you guys feel uh, about what we're about to discuss. All right. Kick it off.
0: Let's go straight into the good, my thing i'd like to talk about the good thing that i feel that rogue one did well was the villains i feel like the villains were there they were a threat they were powerful everything from just the simple stormtrooper and sword trooper to more well-known villains like the death uh, the new death troopers the director krennic uh
1: grand Moff harkin and of course, Darth Vader. Yes, Darth Vader is back. For those of you guys that were terrified that Hayden Christensen would ruin him forever, um, <laughs> he is back. Uh, he's got like a he's got a shiny new makeover. The gloves are a little different. The helmet's a little bit different. But he's <laughs> Darth Vader. I mean, he carves through like thirty rebels in the same amount of time it takes me to brush half of my teeth. I mean, the guy knows how to get it done. So you can't really complain. He's very intimidating. There's no doubt about that. But my question to you is. There's such a slew of new, you know, villain and baddie type characters. I mean, do you have a favorite? Out of the new, out of the new characters, I
0: mean, I feel like the CGI Grand Moff Tarkin was the biggest nostalgia factor for me when it came to the villains. Oh, huge nostalgia factor for sure. Um, I know a lot of people have beefs with the CGI. I thought it was great. Um, but when you said you talked about Darth Vader looking more menacing than ever, uh, you know, of course now he's got the cape over the shoulder pads. He's looking more like the Dark Knight that we know him as. A little bit, yeah. I, I thought I thought that was a that threw me off a little bit. Definitely has a lot darker red eyes now, um, as we can see in the opening scene. I the one <laughs> the one little part that made me laugh a little bit was whenever he's just like in his uh, in the back the in the back the tank. Just floating there and that guy just walks in and he's just like hey hey Vader you know you, you got a guest here like you ever think that guy could just
1: just like get fed up with Vader one day and just be like no I'm not letting you out I'm, I'm not doing it <laughs> oh <Okay. laughs> yeah yeah well I mean you got you have to assume that Vader could like kill him through the back to tank but not before he cracks it or something and like ruins his friggin life I I never thought of like
0: Vader just Force joking through the tank. Uh, or to be honest, has never crossed my mind in like the three weeks that See, I've thought about. This it is obvious. why you
1: go, you dress as a stormtrooper and I dress as a Sith, <laughs> because I believe in the power of the Force. Right, the Force is my ally. Your ally is targeting. I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. <laughs> Whole other topic. <laughs> that character's awesome, obviously. Right. So, well, well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you a little bit here. Okay. I, I love. I, I did love Tarkin. I think they did a fantastic job with the CGI. In fact, at one point, I went with a friend of mine uh, from uh, from back home in Newcastle, and his little brother came along. Kid's like 13 years old, did not realize that Tarkin was CGI. Great. He's only 13, but I mean, heck, when I was 13, I was already looking at girls and you know passing calculus classes. <laughs> so you know, for God's sake, I mean, if this right, kid can't right. figure it out, um, that's <laughs> actually true. Um, I did passing pass- calculus classes. If you're passing. Calculus classes at you said 13? 13, yeah. You're not you're, you might be looking at the girls, but you ain't getting uh, <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, but the point I was going for is that I love Tarkin, you know, can't complain about him. But those of you guys that follow us on our Facebook page know that my favorite character out of all eight Star Wars films is TR8R, the stormtrooper that challenges Finn with the crazy spin baton thing. Why? Because I like his attitude. You know, he's got his he's got his head in the game, he's ready to get- you know, I mean, that's the kind of guy that I want to have on my team, right? And one of my favorite things about Rogue One is that this is the first movie where the stormtroopers don't suck at their job. I mean, they're not criminally incompetent to the point that I don't even, you know, why not just use droids? That was my Mm -hmm. thought, you know, when you look at the the original trilogy is like, come on, these dudes... I mean, they, they get themselves killed. They never hit anything. I mean, there's that one in Episode 6 that manages to clip Princess Leia. I'm guessing he got the Medal of Honor because none mm-hmm. of them else could do anything useful. But, I mean, the stormtroopers in Rogue One are just badass, f- badasses, the, especially the death troopers.
0: I mean, and it shows with the main cast of just, like, you know, them hiding down, you know, alleys and stuff like that. And when when the stormtroopers appear, like, they know, like, I mean, I, I still feel like there's too many missed shots from the stormtroopers. I mean, even from the death troopers and stuff like that here and there. The short troopers, as cool as they were, I thought they looked kind of cool. I didn't really feel like there was much of a difference between them and a, a normal stormtrooper. Um, you know, I guess. But, but I guess they're, but they're all in black, man.
1: No, that's the Empire No, Street. I'm talking
0: the shore troopers. The oh, the guys. shore troopers. Yeah. And the
1: guys that just sound... It's like hard to tell the difference because they literally sound like the same word. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll agree. They look completely different. I mean, I don't understand why you need a special suit to chill on the beach, right? That's that, what a that's, swimsuit is for. That's what um, I'm saying. But, to be fair, I mean, you got to give these guys some credits. I mean, in the opening scene, the first shot fired by a death trooper kills the main character's mother. I mean, that's more... We get more done in ten minutes... <laughs> And we got done in the previous seven movies. I mean, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, you know, you they, know, they, they managed to kill off Luke's aunt and uncle, but like you go into an old folks home with a gun, you're gonna come out with some with some corpses, right? It's gonna happen. So that's was something that was impressive. And then obviously the whole final sequence on scarif, I mean, these guys they, they, they kill all the rebels. They, yeah, I they think kill them I think the biggest the biggest impressive part from just the stormtroopers alone was
0: when we were on Jetta City. And, uh, just to see them firing at, um, all of the, like, the resistance, the, the, um, the, the, the gr- rebels. Yeah, the, re- the rebels, there we go. The, you but know, the, the ones. You know, the rebels, That's the ones from, uh, the, the whole rest of the series. <laughs> but the ones, but the ones with, uh, what's his name, uh, I'm drawing a name blank here. Uh, Weird dude that's like a budget the, Fallout Darth Vader. Yeah, the guy who you know uh, might hit that mask more than you hit your vapor. Uh,
1: <laughs> no. But he does look like a Fallout character. Sagara. There guy, we go. Yeah, that one. That one there. Yeah, dude, it's well, kind of telling that we forgot his name. He's you know he's a cool character, but like you know come on, we got we got we got stormtroopers that actually kill people. That's a step right. up. Uh, but so
0: ultimately, stormtroopers are awesome. Uh, death troopers, you can't understand a damn word say. Well, yeah, but
1: that, that, they talk with their blaster, you know. you that's, oh, that's, hey, all that's a good way you're thinking about it. Before we move on to the next topic, though, there's obviously, there's, there's the big new villain, the poster child of the movie, which is Director Krennic. Right. right. Thoughts? I liked him. I liked his just
0: attitude of just, like, death does not bother this man. Destruction does not bother this man. Like he said at the opening movie, I forget the exact line, I'm going to paraphrase, but he's basically saying, like, um, you know, you need to return... To work, you know, to, so we can restore peace
1: in the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I, I definitely love the character. I mean, he's very well acted. I think there's there's some there's some interesting writing going on. His uh, fate at the end to basically be blown up by his own super weapon. That's obviously a pretty tragic arc. Here's my thought about Director Krennic, though. This is what this makes me think. I mean, you've got all these characters that are part of the Empire. You got Darth Vader. You got Tarkin. You've got Director Krennic now, and then obviously the big example would be the Emperor. Right. Something that, that Rogue One did for me that, that I thought was very cool was that it made it gave a lot of gray area to the rebels, right? The rebels right. are not just these great heroes anymore and, like they do some shape in mean, the first scene with uh Crassian, I mean if he, yeah. he, he puts a guy to sleep Krasian and he's not Ador. even Imperial, right? You know, that's Hold really on. cool. But then why does it feel like every single character that works for the Empire is just a raving lunatic? Like they're all completely psychotic. <laughs>
0: I mean, you you have to have a little, a couple screws loose
1: to want to enlist into the empire. Yeah, but what about their mid level managers? I mean, the accountant's probably just getting a paycheck, right? Is he is he is he sitting behind the desk just like cackling madly no, about, how, about how all the credits that he's processing through his Excel spreadsheet are gonna kill so many rebels? Like, you have
0: to you have to rub your hands menacingly every time like you uh, sit down, uh, even just standing at the you know water cooler, you're just like, so
1: John, how's it going today? Uh huh. <laughs> I think I think that these are the, these are the kinds of people that get genuine joy out of doing taxes. That's what we're talking about. So tell me about the bad. The bad. All right, let's talk about Bodie Rook. Who?
0: Bodie Rook. Who? Exactly. He was uh, the pilot who defected from the Empire, who brought the plans from. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm
1: going to stop you right there. I got to be honest with you. I've seen this movie five times, and I. S- Still, keep forgetting that that character's in the movie.
0: Exactly, and that's that's how I feel. No, no offense to the char- uh, to the actor. I thought the actor did a fantastic job. He he played
1: the part well. He was he was just so downplayed in the script. I agree. Yeah, I think that I think that one of the big things that that I, I think I get what's bothering you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this doesn't this doesn't personally upset me that much because you know I'm there to see stormtroopers get something done for once, as we've established. Um, but, but yeah absolutely I mean come on <laughs> we're talking scum and villainy here with That's dark right. side people let's be honest so the thing with it what was his name again? Bodhi Rook, Bodhi Rook. Um, I'm, it's still going to take like seven <laughs> times before I remember it it's, it's an awful name but the character plays such an important role absolutely I mean without this guy the whole story would have been completely different there'd be no Star Killer base thank god you know, I mean, uh, the empire would have just straight up won. There, no one would have known how to how to stop it. This this character that plays such an important role in the plot, it's just so completely down uh, downplayed. And let's be honest, he's kind of a bitch. I mean, the first scene that we see him in, he's being captured by rebel extremists. And then interrogated by rebel extremists, and then he gets his mind wrecked by some weird blob thing that, you know. That thing straight up, like, sucked his mind It it looks like hentai. I mean, let's be honest. And, and, you know, and then he just proceeds to just kind of tag along for the rest of the movie. I think he has maybe five lines after his initial couple of scenes. He by far should have been one of the most important characters
0: of that film, and he is a background character. Absolutely, and and and
1: he dies like a bitch too. I mean, actually,
0: all... I would have to disagree with you. That is his one redeeming factor. I feel like he had the coolest death of them all.
1: Really? I do. That grenade. You're gonna you're gonna put
0: bounce a, the way that grenade bounces into that ship makes me go, oh, you're <laughs> gonna
1: put that. I agree. There's a lot of adrenaline there, but you're gonna put that death up against IP Man's bodyguard when he just charges in and rage with and machine gun, laser, and that then gets cut down. That was.
0: It was epic,
1: for I sh- sure. I shed one tear every time I watched that scene. I shed one tear. Uh, it was real. It was great. I'm just saying, like, I-, I would say the most surprising death. How about... Is that, is that, a, is that an acceptable answer? No, I think we all saw that coming. I mean, you know, you, you got to know these characters are going to die because they're not in episode four, so if they're able to get off the planet... How the heck are they gonna get killed? I mean, I saw them getting stuck coming a mile away, not the least of which because a couple of the scenes after they get stuck is in the damn trailer. But, you know, I knew that he was gonna die. I agree that the way that he died was cool. It was kind of it kinda of came out of nowhere, it was an adrenaline shock, but I did expect it, and I didn't really feel that bad about it because they downplayed the character so much the whole movie. Okay. Whereas opposed to, you know, you've got IP man who I'm never gonna remember the name of him, but the character's awesome. He's uh, IP Man. Uh, you know? Cheer it. Whatever. Cheer it. IP man. And Cheer it. IP man. Cheerios. He's awesome. Cheerios. And his dude, the dude that rolls with him is just such a badass. And, you know, you just got to... I love everything about the, those two characters interacting. His death scene is, to me, just the best in the whole movie. Unless you count the death scene of those 30 rebels that Darth Vader rips through, like, I don't know. I'll agree. Know, and, and, that, and that kind of goes back
0: to the just the pure amazement factor of the villains. Yeah, you know? like let's let's No scene has ever played Darth Vader that well to where he's just making
1: a shish kebab through a door. Yeah, dude, I mean he went through Rebels like I went through tissues when I was thirteen. <laughs> let's be honest here. The awesome. What is the most awesome thing about Rogue One to you? Alright, now, Scum and Villainy, stick with me through this one. Ready for
0: this? This here is the best Star Wars film. Now, let me re-say that. This is the most quote unquote Star Wars film. What I mean by that is, this movie felt like Star Wars more
1: than any other Star Wars film before it. Okay, let me let me try to let me try to see if I can kind of make sense of what you're saying here. So it it had the it had the Star Warsiest feel, and I think I agree with you. Okay, is it my favorite Star Wars movie? I don't think so. I agree with you. But it, I mean, certainly it's in the top two or three. Absolutely, I mean, come on, you're, you're you're competing with the likes of Jar Jar Binks here for for top spots. I cut it down to seven. <laughs> you know, it, it was a top two or three. Absolutely, wasn't my favorite. Maybe depend. You know, maybe not. Some of the it had some of my favorite scenes. Certainly, my feeling though is I do agree with you that it feels the most like Star Wars, and here's why: the other seven episodes are all episodes, right? And they're they're very character centric. They're very character focused, and they're really about a a, a hero's struggle right the hero's journey right you know they fit you know for those of you guys that are that are nerds you know like me like i'm not talking about star wars nerds, i'm talking about like like you know, like nerds um star wars fits into a genre called space opera it's a kind of sci-fi that's just all about major action huge scale things going on right the first seven movies definitely fit that what episode or not episode what rogue one really was 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 a war story correct right and so, when you're talking about something that's called Star Wars, I can't think of any movie that captures the war part of that right. better. Well, it's, I mean, I'll point out a few things that just
0: really stuck out to me. I go, wow, this is a Star Wars film. Absolutely. Right? So, um, you, you look at, like I said, the trading outpost. For sure. Right? You look at how that world was played out. Just looking, like, it's, it's kind of that cantina scene where we're just everywhere we look, there's something like, oh, what kind of creature is that? What kind of creature is that? Right, we go to Jeddah Jenna City. Right, we see the tank rolling down the streets with an ATAT. Uh, I'm AT-ST. sorry, an, an ATST. You know, just uh, to so w- be
1: honest. They're just as unintimidating now as they were later. ATATS on Scarif, however, freaking terrifying. Honestly, though, uh, and I'll get to that. But we see the ATST
0: walking down, and uh, man, uh, the tanks with the troopers. Then we move into. Uh, you know, the scene where the X-Wings are, are bombing the, the landing platform there. Mm. You know, countless yeah. starships where we see the classic, you know, gold leader, red leader. You know, these are guys, you know, who are, they used old footage for that. I mean, that's mm. amazing. This is the kind of movie
1: that when uh, George Lucas is alone at home at night, he pops into rubble now. Okay, I, I can, I see where you're coming from. I mean, and here's what I will say about it. And before everybody that watches this show decides to nail me to th- two chunks of wood, you know, I got to tell you, episode four is one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. It is amazing, but it's definitely in the bottom half for me. The reason being that you know, as good as the story is, as iconic as so much of the movie is, not a lot happens. It's a very linear story. Um, it kind of it's kind of one direction the whole time, and and we don't end up that much farther. In the end, from where we were at the beginning. You know, is the action phenomenal? Absolutely. Are the sound were the were the were the, the effects groundbreaking for their time? Absolutely. It establishes so many great characters. The acting was phenomenal, right? Episode four was amazing. To me, what Rogue One really did was manage to take all the things that were really good about episode four and give them to us better. And more intense than Episode Four was able to.
0: Not to mention, and I'll agree with you. When I when I watch Star Wars again, you have to respect it for what it was at the time and and for what it started. And I do, and I respect it up and down. But I agree with you. It's not my favorite. I'll get to basically. I'll, I'll watch all the scenes with uh, you know the capturing of the the, the Corellian Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime it comes to Luke, dude, I fast forward until we until we see Han Solo. That's just. The way i play it well
1: um, i mean han solo. it's han solo it's han solo so he, he shot first people anyway thanks, thanks a lot kylo ren <laughs> you traitor but
0: to, I, I don't know just to close out um like i said the, the star battles the cameos everything was fantastic i it and really the big thing that i took away the most from this is going wow I would have never imagined having this good of a Star Wars film coming from Disney.
1: They've done a great job. Absolutely. So guys, if you like this video, again, make sure that you hit that like button. If you want to see more, make sure that you subscribe to the show. And stay tuned for part two. Dave shared his thoughts now. I'm queuing up with mine. Uh, we'll see you shortly. Have a good one.